Project Management Insights, providing project managers with professional development in the interpersonal skills areas of leadership, team building and communication. Hi, welcome to Project Management Insights podcast number two, tips for collaborating with your project team. Collaboration in a project team isn't easy to achieve. I know, I've been there and done that, working on quite large projects with large teams. Different people, different ways of working. Have you thought about the fact that people have different ways of learning as well and what you do in a project environment is learned? What I want to do now is talk to you about different learning styles and the types of ways that people take in information. You might find this useful. So there's four different learning styles, kinesthetic, visual, auditory, and digital. People that are kinesthetic learners use words and phrases like feel, touch, grasp, concrete, handle it, boils down to, hand in there, vibes, throw out, hold on, pain in the neck. I get it. You can tell by these words that these people are all about feeling, feeling things. So they've got to feel it, really be able to, it's like get their hands around what it is that you're describing for them in order for them to understand it. Then we have the visual learners. Now these learners the way these people learn is to use words and phrases like see, look, appear, show, visualize, picture, crystal clear, diagram, take a peek under your nose, I see it, picture this, show me how. Again, you'll notice in this that the words all talk about seeing visual people like to be able to see it in their mind's eye, to be able to visualise what it is that you're talking about before they'll understand it and get it. Then there's the auditory learners and these people use words and phrases like hear, listen, sound, resonate, I'm all ears, are you listening, word for word. It's unheard of, loud and clear. I hear you. Listen to me. Notice here that the words all talk about hearing. Pretty obvious, isn't it? For these guys, they need to be able to really clearly hear what it is that you're explaining to them. Then there's the digital learners. This word's a bit strange, I know, but these guys use words like abstract, idea, understand, process, learn, think, perceive, know, conceive, data, facts, figures, I know. Yeah, they're the abstract thinkers. They're the ones that really need to be able to get their head around the whole concept of it before it makes sense to them. And yes, these are labels and and I hear these words and phrases used by people all the time when I'm speaking to them. Did you notice what I said? I used the word hear. 
yes, I'm an auditory person. I listened a lot. So if you want to explain something to me, the best way to do that is to talk to me. Tell me. Let me hear you. That's the way I learn. So when you think about those lists of words that I've described, which group of words best matches the way that you speak most of the time? And how does that relate to the way you take in information? might be worthwhile really considering that as a way of helping you to start to understand the different styles and what works for you. There's also another way of describing learning styles and this is using this method. This is split into four different groups. These groups are called theorists, reflectors, activists and pragmatists. Again, it's just a different way of describing people and their learning styles. So the theorists, they adapt and integrate observations into complex but logically sound theories. They think through problems in a logical step-by-step fashion. They assimilate disparate facts into coherent, holistic theories. They tend to be perfectionists who do not rest easily until things are tidy and fit into a rational scheme. They're keen on asking questions and challenging assumptions. But you all know that you've got some of those in your project team. Then there's the reflectors. These guys like to stand back to ponder experiences and observe them from many different perspectives. They collect data, both firsthand and from others, and prefer to think about it thoroughly before coming to any conclusion. They tend to postpone reaching definite conclusions for as long as possible. Their philosophy is to be cautious. These are the ones that won't take risks. And you know, you've got them on your project too, those ones that want all of the minute detail, make sure they've got all of the information they need before they're happy to tell you whether they think it's going to work or not. Then there's the activists. These guys involve themselves fully and without bias in a new experience. They're open-minded, not sceptical, and this tends to make them enthusiastic about anything new. They tend to act first and consider the consequences afterwards. Their days are filled with activity. You've probably got some of these in your team too, those ones that just go for it and... We'll figure out, you know, how we're going to fix it if it doesn't work later on. And they're good to have on your team as well. Then there's the pragmatists. Now, these ones are keen on trying out new ideas, theories and techniques to see if they work in practice. They positively search out new ideas and take the first opportunity to experiment with applications. They like to get on with things and act quickly and confidently on ideas that attract them. They tend to be impatient, though, with ruminating and open-ended discussions. So as you can see, the issue you've got here is if you've got a reflector, someone who really needs to sit and collect all the information and think about it, in the team with a pragmatist who just wants to pick up the data and get going and make it happen, they're going to be at odds with each other. So consider for a moment that you have a team containing people with each of these four All right, if you want to look at it, different learning styles and you're trying to make them all happy all at once. Not easy, huh? 
It's easier when you understand their own individual needs and ways of working, which is why I've described them here to you. It might also help you with understanding sometimes why there's conflict, especially in those team meetings where a decision needs to be made. Consider different ways that you might deliver the information that you have to share with them all so that people take it in the best way for them. What tools can you use to make it easier for the team to share information? What I'm asking you to do here is think outside the box. Use teleconference facilities so people don't need to leave their desks. Use chat programs so that messaging is instant. Example, good example of that's for testing. Think about using collaboration sites like SharePoint or other cloud-based programs. And the reason I'm saying this is it gives people opportunities to work in different ways. So those guys that are quick can, you know, actively get involved in an open discussion. And the guys that need to sit back are fine and they can do that as well and not be seen to be holding things up or causing problems. It's just a different way of interacting. Be open. Don't hide information. Really, really important that you share it. And ask for the advice of your team members. They might have the brightest idea to solve your problem. Tell them what you know, why things need to be done a certain way. The best thing you can do is be open and honest and give them everything, every piece of information that you have and then let them make their own decisions or conclusions about it or challenge it from that, from that point of view. Build the awareness of the reasons for your project. And this is a concept of if they understand what it is that you as a team, a whole team, need to achieve and why, you'll have a better chance of taking the whole lot of them on the journey with you and getting them to collaborate and work more effectively together. And one key thing that I've done that's worked really, really well for me, hold an all-team meeting. And yes, I mean an all-team meeting. Do them over morning tea so that there's socialising included. And that includes play. Have some fun. This has been invaluable in many ways. It's for bonding and getting the team to be more comfortable with individual styles and ways of being. The more people interact with each other, the more I've found they start to feel comfortable with interacting. And then they start to weed out and understand the different ways that each are there other team members operate and so you find that they then collaborate in a better way and they start matching styles or delivering information in a way that works best for other people. The best and the most collaborative team are the ones that feel trusting and understand each other the most and I hope that some of these things here have helped you understand the way that your team might operate, the diversity that exists and how you might perhaps work with them all in order to get them more all on the same page as you. See you next week for more Project Management Insights. Next week's Insights discusses why change management is important for your project success. See you then. Thank you for listening to this Project Management Insights podcast. Be sure to visit projectmanagementinsight.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter or to receive updates on upcoming training. You may also find mentoring offers there.